Bam. Six years ago on that day exactly, my father met his demise. It's the day that my father, Joe Jr., passed away. Um, I was supposed to record a podcast days prior to that, but leading up until that date, I'm always wishy-washy as fuck. Um, I've been left feeling some type of way. Just kind of just been covering it up with all kind of bullshit like you know like I'm walking barefoot exposed outside and I'm using designer kicks to cloak my um my pain I've been hurting um like I miss my pops Essentially, with his passing, I feel um, certain levels of understanding of of just me um, passed on with him. Shit leaves me fucking super sad. Passed away um, in his home. It was a day that me and my sister were um, toggling back and forth like we always are. And we were supposed to be meeting my pops. Um, and she was going to get him something to eat and get me something to eat. And we were all going to meet and shoot the shit. And um, he had been suffering from cancer. So he was in a lot of pain. And although I recognized my own selfish intent to keep him around, far past what his um, threshold for pain was, his tolerance for pain was, it was, my, you know, my own selfish reasons, I like, I'm, I'm, I'm like a little boy with no pops, like with no dad, so, um, so yeah, it's tough, and I feel as if the person that not necessarily just understood me the most, but like, the only person in this world or the next that's ever gonna like truly understand me. Um, without full judgment Because everybody acts as if you could speak to them And you could tell them about yourself or, or about your problems Or what you're going through Or what's on your mind without judgment But Truth be told I hope that Joseph was the only one That I could um, That I could trust in that way That I felt that way about That's agony that like at, at my age, I never, I never thought I would be seeing right now. Um, my pops was a, um, he was a straight up guy. I think he was a little bit racist, but racist in a discriminatory sense, and not just against like one group or one entity, um, against 
everybody. Like, if you was black, like you was you was a nigga. You know what I'm saying? Don't matter who you were or, or where you was from. If you was Hispanic, then you was a Chico. Um, if you were Asian, then you know you was a Lee, like Bruce Lee, like a Chino. Um, if you was Hispanic, like I said, you was a Chico. If you was Italian, you was an Italian. He spoke in no uncertain terms. When I fucked up, he told me I fucked up. And he told me I should be man enough to raise my hand and be willing to be recognized for my fuck up. So that's what I try to do. Still to this day. And I fuck up a lot. The only difference is now when I fuck up, he's not here to get me straight. It's tough to police myself up when um, I'm a smart ass and I think I fucking know it all at a lot of times. And Like he was that, that force that would smite me back down to reality and be like, you know, chill your ass the fuck out. Um, couple quick stories about my pops, so... It was a time, like, I got a brother of mine who's a year younger, and then I got another brother who's, like, two years older, and um, all three of us got different moms, but we all spent those summers together, like, those three boys in particular, like, so anyway, we out in the back of the crib, on side of the crib one day, and um, all of us athletic as shit, throwing rocks, Yo, this generation will never know what it was like to throw rocks. Like, throwing rocks was a pastime when I came up. You know what I'm saying? So we all throwing rocks. Um, now we start throwing rocks at this crib. The crib's like solid 60 yards away. And so now we, we challenging each other to hit the crib. So we bop, bop, bop. Like we hitting the side of the house. Bop, bop. We hitting the roof. And like my brother Anthony... Phenomenal athlete My brother Anthony had a Fucking Flamethrower Attached to his right arm And um He threw a rock Bling And he broke a window We like Oh shit Like in celebration We celebrating Being destructive as fuck And um We just throwing rocks Throwing rocks And we bullshitting And the lady who actually Lived in the house Had came around And fucking flanked us Ran up on us, ran down on us, and my and my youngest brother Anthony, like we like, yo, what the fuck is this dude at? By the time this lady kind of grabbed us by the ears or whatever and dragged us to the front door to go inside, um, my brother Anthony was like already inside on the futon. No, 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 wasn't futon. My brother Anthony had ran inside and was sitting on the wicker chair already. I'll show you how old I am. We sitting on the he sitting on the wicker chair. He drags us inside, tells my stepmom what the play is. Um, she don't say shit. She just like, y'all boys, man. Y'all know how y'all daddy is, man. And my pops was, he used to work his ass off. He worked for MTA at the time. That's um the Metro Day Transit. My pops was a, a city bus driver. So he came home. Like we, we, took, we ate, took a shower, did that shit that we used to do, like being stupid ass kids, thinking that if we sleep, we safe. Wrong. Wrong. Yo, pops came home on some 
get your ass up type shit. Wasn't no belt, no shoes, no no fucking weapons. Wasn't no sticks or spoons and shit. Yo, Pops was about them hands, old school type shit. So, like, he gave us all, he gave us all like, two sessions of that wall-to-wall counseling. And then, like, he told us all, like, exactly where we fell short. Like, my oldest brother, he was like, yo, you the oldest. You're supposed to be a leader. Me, he was like, yo, you the smartest. You're supposed to be a leader. My youngest brother, he like, yo, you being a fucking follower, you supposed to be a leader. That ass whooping was tremendous. And now I have a Twitch and I'm on some Forrest Gump shit. That's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> Yo, Pops was old school. He called, um, like, some of y'all, like, so a lot of my friends out here from the, the Northerner Cats, they call it a pop. My dad called that shit a soda water. If you were, if we, if we was eating a honey bun, that shit was called a sweetie gold. The refrigerator was a frigidaire. The sofa was a set tee. Um, if you're going fishing on the lake or whatever it is, he, that was the fish creek. Now, everything had like a real vintage, old school type feel to the shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, I miss him tremendously. So. When we were kids, all the sodas came in glass bottles. And I'm sure some of you guys are as old as I am and you can attest to this. These young kids won't understand if you're listening to this. But once you drank a soda, that bottle had a deposit to it. Like if you take it back to the store where you bought it from, it was like 10 cents. And we had, hey, and I know y'all young kids don't know about this, but we had like a wheelbarrow, like a giant wheelbarrow, right? So after we drank all the sodas and shit, we, and then we collect them around the neighborhood, we go in the trash, like in the, walk through the woods where people just throw their garbage out, and we get bottles and take them shits back to the store. So as a reward, like, so we come, I come from humble beginnings. Like my pops had a lot of jits, he had a lot of kids, and it wasn't a lot of money to go around to feed them. And, of course, my boss was on child support for us, and I wasn't living with him at the time. Um, so money was money was tight. And even at a young age, I knew about bills, and my dad tried to talk to me about finances and shit like that. And I knew that um, he was living uh, less than parallel to the Mason-Dixon line or the poverty line, if you will. So me and my brother Anthony, it was always me and my brother Anthony, man. When I was younger, we were the closest, man. That was my guy. We're like a year apart, um, me being the older, the elder rather, and um, almost to the day a year apart. So Amp and me get this bright ass idea um, that we gonna save up the money because um, when we made good grades, when I was young, I made very good, very good grades. I was, that's back when I was applying myself. Um, when we make good grades, my pops would get us um, like 
like a huge bag of blue crabs and i don't know if you guys are from the south but like we'd have a crab boil and a fish fry this is where i was first introduced to rainbow trout and that shit is that's me sucking my fingers delicious so my dad would go buy all the rainbow trout we wanted because that was like my fish of choice at the time the blue crabs and he a potato big huge pot like a pot you could almost stand in and we do it outside on like this big ass hot plate type burner and um it was like a really good time so flash back to the time that i'm telling you me and my brother would collect these bottles so we'd collect these bottles with the intentions on getting extra money so we could get extra crabs and um extra trout fillets we go to um, Golden Rule Seafood, which was um, some very close friends of the family owned it. So we go to Golden Rule Seafood, seafood and we get there. And my pops gets all of his like shit together, whatever X amount of um, blue crabs in the bag and X amount of um, fillets of rainbow trout. And we get to the front and me and my brother, like right before he gets ready to pay, he's gathering everything. And me and my brother are like, yo, pops, here goes some money. Like either we want to get more with this money or we want to help pay for whatever um whatever the total is for what you already have yo this old man gave us a look like with that people's eyebrow shit that the rock be doing with like one eyebrow down and the other eye up like in a fucking like in a crest pointing to the sky He was like, hmm, y'all, um, y'all boys get ahead and hold on to that. Man, Aunt was like, nah, man, we paying, we, we ballers like that. Yo, we helping out. This is in front of everybody inside the little, um, seafood mart, right? So, my pops like, nah, man, y'all boys hold on to that. We'll, um, we'll get to that when we get outside. It's all good. The crabs, man, my brother get it. We put it in like the little shopping cart shit. Um, get outside, me and Amp, like we feeling good, like we tried to contribute. He said, nah, so we get a chance to pocket a little extra money in our pocket. We probably had 40 or 50 dollars, something like that. We had saved up, and um, we get outside. Yo, my pops had a fiat, green fiat. We get outside, we get to the car, like I'm waiting for him to hand me the keys so I could open the car up and put everything inside the car yo before I know it my fucking feet are in the air and like my back is on like the not like the hood but I'm talking about the roof of the car and I'm like bent backwards over like the roof and the apex where it meets the driver's window and my pops got like fucking tears in his eyes he's like drooling at his fucking mouth and my brother was you know my brother Amp was He's less than a tough guy at the time. So Anthony was already running like on the other side of the car or whatever. And uh, my pops was like, motherfucker. You motherfuckers embarrass me in there in front of them fucking crackers. You got them motherfuckers believing that I need you to help me take care of my fucking household. You two niggas is going to fucking get it when we get home. You motherfucker don't ever think that as a grown ass man, I ever need you to take care of me and my fucking household. Yo. I was destroyed. I thought I was helping out. What it took for me to have a, a family of my own, man. 
understand what Pops was saying. I miss him so much, man. I can't. That's all I got. Bam.